Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, guys. Good morning, indeed. We're picking up with day five of our Dare to Dream devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture, then Tori's going to pick it with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, and it says this. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The devotional is titled, An Attitude of Excellence. And it says this, The mindset of a dreamer includes an attitude of excellence. You need to know the difference between your capability, your motivation, and your attitude. Capability describes your power what you have the ability to do. Motivation is why you do what you do. And attitude has everything to do with how well you do what you do. What defines an attitude of excellence? An attitude of excellence is always thinking about what you have to do to get to where you want to go. It's not stuck on what offense happened this morning or the bad night's sleep you had last night. Consider Joseph again. He did not allow his circumstances to define him. Through excellence, he changed his circumstances. Joseph had a dream he was going to rule. But before God gave him authority to rule over others, he first had to rule over himself. Mm. Think about it. Why would God allow you to lead others if you can't lead yourself? Why would God bring your dream to fulfillment if you can't handle it yet? The first person to ever sit in submission to Joseph was Joseph. And it was there that he practiced an attitude of excellence. In addition to always thinking about where you're headed, an attitude of excellence always perseveres. Struggle is ever before us, but an attitude of excellence believes that God has a better tomorrow in your future. This was the attitude Paul wrote about in today's scripture in Philippians 3.13. Paul was reaching forward to a goal, the goal of a divine dream that God planted in his heart. Paul made up his mind that no matter what it took, he was going to press through the pain of his past. He was going to press through the trials of today. He was going to press through the rejection of others. He was going to press through the feats he was facing. He was going to persevere through it all with an attitude of excellence because God had something better for him. Today is blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you his peace. Refuse to let your current circumstances destroy your divine dream. An attitude of excellence doesn't worry about what you are not or what you cannot do. Don't allow circumstances to define you. Through excellence, change your circumstances. You can do this, child of God. That's so good. I love that. And that scripture that the author was talking about is Philippians 3, verse 13. It says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Mm-hmm. And this, the one that really just got me jacked up on this one was just ma- like mastering yourself. Yeah. The first person to submit to Joseph was Joseph himself. Yep. And I think that this is so important 
it's so easy for us to always want to cast blame or this is the reason why this isn't happening or this isn't that, but we don't always want to look inward. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying the inward is always the cause for maybe a failure or a setback. What I'm saying is this is a great place to start because if you're controlling what you can control, which is yourself, then everything else is up to like, okay, well, I'm going to let God handle the rest. Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on doing what I need to do excellently, yeah. and then God will work things out himself. Yeah. But sometimes we put way too much focus on trying to control the things that we can't control, and then we lose control of ourselves, and then we become our own biggest enemy. Yeah. And I think that this is just a great place for us to start, is making sure that we are preparing for what God is, pre- is preparing for us. Right. And whether that is a spouse, whether that's a family, whether that's a house, whether that's a a great new job or a cool ministry effort, or maybe it's even smaller things, you know? I think it's a great place to start is making sure that you're prepared for those things. You're prepared to steward them well, Mm -hmm. and you'll, Lord willing, experience something just like what Matthew 25 says, like, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've you've showed so much faith and good stewardship in the small thing. I'm now going to give you more responsibilities. Yeah, so good. I feel like I have so much to say on this one. I read posted this quote the other day and I think it's so good. It says, one of the most powerful things you can do in your life is release the expectations for others to have to act a certain way in order for you to be okay. You already have a savior and it's not them, which number one, I love because it's reminding yourself that you are responsible for your attitude. You are responsible for how you walk into a room. You are responsible for how you respond like you have no authority or any control over what others say to you about the circumstances you might be in like those are things you can't control but what you can control is your attitude what you can control is how you're leading yourself something we always say in like dating is for for the girls I always say look at how he's leading himself because it will show you how he will then lead your marriage and lead your family and so even me as a mom it's like how do I expect to lead my child in the way that he should go if I'm not first leading myself in the things that I know God would have me do like if I'm not opening my word if I'm not praying if I'm not acting in the fruits of the spirit then how am I to lead my child to do these things? I can't be the parent that says, do what I say, not what I do. My actions should be reflective of the advice that I am giving. And so if we want to walk in the authority of Christ, right? Like he has given us authority through him and only him, right? We have to be obedient and we have to remember that there's certain things that we can control and there's a ton of things we can't. And so let's let's focus on the things we can control and do them well with an attitude of excellence and an attitude of faith. Yeah. I'm over here like crying right now because I'm just I'm thinking about the spirit of excellence and just how honoring it is to God. In Colossians 3 it says um, work hard and work hardest for the Lord and not for man. Everything we do should be done with the spirit of excellence. Mm-hmm. And we should do things in a way that's not expecting repayment for that. We do it because it's honoring the God. And like, don't you want to honor your heavenly father? Mm-hmm. The way that he came down and died for us and took the the gruesome death that we deserved and, give a, and gave us the life that he deserved, mm-hmm. the eternal life that he deserved. I just, it makes me want to honor him with everything. Yeah. 
it makes me want to honor him with the small things, like how we talk to the grocery clerk, right? It makes me want to honor God with our homes and to make sure that we, we, we keep them tidy. It makes me want to honor God with our work and being willing to receive constructive criticism and change things if they need to be changed. And it just, in every area of our life, to have that spirit of excellence, not because it makes us look good, but because it makes God look good. And don't we want to make God look good to the world? Yeah, so good. I'm going to pray something out. Me too. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you are a God of excellence, that you are a God that cannot lie, that you are a God that provides, that you are a God that gives dreams and visions. Father, we just thank you. Um, for all that you've given us, Father, we ask for forgiveness for our ungratefulness, for the days that we focus on what we're lacking and not all that we have. Father, I pray that a spirit of gratitude would rise up within us, that we can operate out of overflow of thankfulness for all that you've done, Father. I pray that we will be able to walk in that overflow, that abundance of your spirit. And as we step forward and we dare to dream, Father, that we would do it in a way that brings you glory every step of the way. We cannot do it without your help. So that's what we're asking for today. In Jesus' name. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When I was that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing into the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. And we're talking to you tomorrow. Later, Gator. Later, Gator.